what do we think about that? Who do you think you are? Um, and, and one of the things I've noticed is that we as human beings are very inaccurate in the way we think about ourselves. We, uh, we either think too much of ourselves, one of our Verses 3 through 14. 
first two verses of the address to his song. And then he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's an important thing. Every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ. God has blessed us. That's good. It's good. We are blessed with almost every good thing in the world. Oh, come on. Is that what it says? No. Every spiritual blessing is ours. Okay, so what is a spiritual blessing? Well, okay, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm just going to give you a list. I'm not going to put that thing for you. I can give you a list. Uh, in Jesus, we are God's children. One of the blessings that He has given us. In Jesus, we are His disciples and His friends. In Jesus, we are justified. That's the word we don't use very often, so let me explain it. It's simple. God preaches, God says, I never sin. We belong to God. In Jesus, we, we together are Christ's body. The physical presence of Jesus in this world is God. There's a lot of things in the world. We're just keep going. In Jesus, we're free from slavery, disobedience, rebellion, guilt, and shame. We're free to be obedient. To serve Him, to love Him, to not have guilt, to be Righteous, right with sin, to have no sin in our lives. In Jesus, we have direct access to God's throne. At any moment, we can step into the throne room of heaven and talk to the Heavenly Father in Jesus. These are just some of the spiritual blessings we have. For a moment, I want you to think about that. If any of us, for some reason, would want to go see the President of the United States, whether it's if you wanted to go see the president and go to this Oval Office, there's some things you have to happen. One, if you're in Bay City, you've got to travel to Washington, D.C. That'll take a few hours at least. Right? And when you show up at the base, you need to have some kind of clearance, and you're not going to be in the yard at the White House, let alone the Oval Office. We need to get all through that sickness and then you can maybe possibly spend some sort of things with four or five minutes maybe with the president. If the president is a photo op, because otherwise, why else would he spend time with anybody from this city? I know that didn't sound very nice about us, but, you know. But we, we do this. Don't need to travel anywhere. At any moment, at any place, at any time, we can be in the throne room of the creator of the universe, the king of kings and lord of lords, and address him. No clearance needed because we're in Jesus. No problem because we're in Jesus. I'm really excited about that. We've got to connect to him. Okay, so we have the blessing, the only spiritual blessing in Christ. 
And he goes on to say, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. I want you to remember this part. Before anything else was created, he chose us to be holy and blameless in his sight. And in love, he predestined us for adoption to friendship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. That he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. Bring to unity all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In Him, we were also chosen. Having been predestined according to the plan of Him who worked out everything in conformity to the purpose of His will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory. And you also. You also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is an apostle, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Okay, so, do this real quick. We're going to spend all of time in the next few moments here to hold it for on your back. Before creation, God decided what He wanted to have make to have a creation. He wanted to make something. Why did He choose to make what we call the universe? So we have a place to live. But unlike that, we have to have a place for the time. We're stuck. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. One of my, my father's best friends, Dr. Earl Wilson, said he thought he was, he was born to be a pastor in the days of Ozzy and Harriet. Some of you don't even know who Ozzy and Harriet are. That's okay. They were old when I was born. Garden of Eden, 
final evening's pleasure, the garden of pleasure, wonderful place for you to live. And they decided, well, they could prefer that. They were going to do things their own way, and as they did, they kind of messed everything up. So we've been messing everything up ever since, right? This world is broken, and we know it. If you don't know, it doesn't take too long. You read the newspaper, listen to the news, and just watch Facebook. Okay, this world's broken. And God said, well, two things I can do. I can get the game team and start all over, or I can do something about that. And that's what the whole society is about. And the big step in that was when he became one of us, and a guy named Jesus, a Jewish person from the city, a little town of Nazareth, who lived in perfect obedience to his heavenly Father, who was crucified on a cross outside Jerusalem. And through his blood that we are redeemed, we are brought back and we're made right with God through his sacrifice. But it wasn't just that sacrifice. He, okay, excuse me, he kept back. The baby, death, the devil, and all the forces of God. He kept them all. Little heart. But he came back on the same day. And now he's the king of kings and the Lord of Lords. And when we go into the heavenly realm, when we go into that heavenly throne room, you're not only going into the heavenly throne room where the heavenly Father, you'll find Jesus sitting right there next to you, praying for you already. That's good. And because we trusted him and believed in the Holy Spirit, he's come to live in us as a deposit of joy to do that. At the end of things, when everything is all done and God is done in His work of restoring this earth, we're going to be with Him forever. His original plan restored and moved. All of us who want to be with Him, and all of us who believe in Jesus, will be with Him forever. There you are, the whole timeline. Now we're in this spot over here. Depending on who you talk to, some people think we're running from this place here. Some people say, oh, there's two things that have to happen on my chart. But I don't know exactly where on the timeline we are. I can, I can tell you that we're a whole lot closer than in Luke. We're closer than Paul, all the guys who, the gals that he wrote the letter of Ephesians to. And we're closer to now than we were yesterday. So here we are. Written sweet of salvation story. Presented in these two verses. From before creation to the day when we're all redeemed, Paul presented an anthem of praise for God's glory and his grace. God did not need to make this world, but he wanted to make this world so that we would have a place to live so he could share his love with us. Why? Not because he had you, or because he wanted you. He wants to love us. He wants to share his love with us. He wants us to receive it and return it. In Christ, we are blessed. We are chosen. We are accepted. We are adopted. We are healed. And we are delivered. So, here's the sermon in a sentence. God created you purposely and lovingly to experience a love of purpose. You all have sin. 
concerned a lot, a lot of people preaching Christ prophets who are dependent who are not an accident. I'm going to your history is that you are not an accident. You are created on purpose with a loving purpose for you to have a loving purpose to lead and to experience what it means to live for Him. So let's present that for the experiencing God's loving purpose for us. Well, one of the things that people don't know who we are from God's perspective is God is to look for love and purpose and reason in all the wrong places He takes. Some of us grab for power. Some people in the world grab for power. They do not have enough power. I think He's all enough people. They don't have a reason. Where's the junior fire? Why do people work for approval? They just want everybody to like them. Why do people like you? The only problem is nobody likes everybody. Nobody. I read this thing where she said, if you want people to like you, don't try anything, don't say anything, don't do anything, right? And I thought to myself, well, that's not going to work because there's going to be somebody who said there's no, you ought to do anything. What's up with that? I'm pretty sure that even if you're selling ice cream, you can't get like by everybody because somebody's going to want a flavor you don't have and you just ran out of Or be all you have to do with it. Or be all you have you can't get enough people to like you to make you feel like you're with something because somebody somewhere is not going to like you, and that's the only thing you're going to remember. There's a lot of us carrying our most guilt and shame crippled. And here, according to my, one of my, my favorite authors, a guy named Mark Patterson, all of our identity issues, all of these, all of that. To understand who we are from Jesus' perspective are misunderstandings about who God is. So, we have guilt issues have a misunderstanding of God's grace. We can't forget any one of them in the There's no need to carry guilt. You can be forgiven. The slowly is a misunderstanding of God's sovereignty. This might be something you can do a better job running the university back then. Anger issues are misunderstanding of God's mercy. Pride issues are misunderstanding of God's greatness. Trust issues are misunderstanding of God's goodness. And if you struggle with any of these issues, he says, it's time to let God be the loudest voice in your life. We need to know this. God does not love us because of who we are. God loves us because of who He is. I've had some really serious conversations with people. I just can't believe that God loves me. I'm not worried. Yeah. God always gets it. But they're expecting you to go, oh, you are. You're a really nice person. No, you're not. No, you're not. 
took all from them, God said. I'll do my way, thank you. Don't like it, that's your problem. All of us, all of us are sitting here looking at Lots of approval from several people. Right? I'm old enough now, it's okay. I'm real old enough. Here's the deal the cross where Jesus lives is not for you and as proof of God's character. He created the universe so that you can have a place and a time to live and exist. And he refused to admit the cosmic belief to you and the human race decided to rebel against him. They still refuse to subtract anyone, everyone, even you, even me. If God doesn't make junk, then He doesn't junk what He makes. He restores, renews, and remakes broken people. You are not junk. You are broken like everyone else. Nobody's perfect. But the Holy Spirit will work in you to restore you, to remove you, and to remake you. And help you to be everything that God created you to be. Now, in this room, there are about uh, three groups of people. There are groups of people who need to ask some questions to really hear and understand. To be in Jesus, we need to hear his message. His message about who he is is to believe it. Well, some of us have questions, and that's okay. We need to hear and understand, so we need to ask questions. I don't think it's wise for anyone to encourage someone to pray a prayer, inner prayer, so to speak, unless that person is absolutely convinced of saving Jesus more than anything else. And if he can do for them what they can't do for themselves, and they want it. Otherwise, it's just some kind of a ritual, religious activity that means nothing. So ask questions if you need to ask questions. Some of you are ready to trust Jesus. You always need to make sure you understand. But others have asked us trust in Jesus, but we're still in need of receiving the blessings and opening ourselves up to what God wants us to have and what he wants to give to us, the blessings he wants us to have. So, what do we do? Well, if you need to ask questions, talk to me. I, I, it's okay. I'm 99% sure that you cannot ask me a question that I will get something past that. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm 99.9999% sure. Unless maybe you pull out a gun and ask me what a caliber is. Uh, that might, yeah, I don't know what you mean. None of you are that kind of people. You wouldn't do that. 